So how's it how's it going? It's going all right. It's kind of fun to record in the morning. I feel like I have more morning. energy and more vim yeah. in my vigor and my vim, more pep in my step. How, how are your humors? Mm, I've got I've got a little bit of an imbalance of collar, and there's a there's a uh, I have a distinct lack of yellow bile, unfortunately. <laughs> my humors are bad this morning. No, because I. I went to an Indonesian restaurant. Uh, I'm not trying to make like a hacky bit about like foreign food making my tummy upset and being hard to digest. I'm just saying this is what happened to I'm me. I'm just saying and Indonesians it's not funny are because horrible, it's foreign. homunculus people with bad food. <laughs> That's all. You said that, not me. No, I'm quoting right. you. So I went to Indonesian food and I, I try to make a point of like ordering what i suspect is like the thing that white people shouldn't order oh um, that's at, a great idea at, at restaurants i'm just like what is like the thing that i should be ordering and i i totally guessed it i forget what it was called but i like um why well, saying i forget what it was called would imply that i knew what it was called at any point because i don't know how uh. to speak those sounds or what they sound like anyway so i ordered this thing and the waiter was like are you are you sure you want to get this? This is like the thing that Indonesians order. I was like, yes, that's specifically what I wanted to get. And, uh, and then idea. I got it and it wasn't good to my palate. I'm sure it's great to Indonesian palates, but I was like, okay, yeah, this is like a great experience, but I'm not into this. It was like a, it was sort of this salad of like beef tendon and tofu and tempeh and mango. Um, that, that sounds this rad, sort of, dude. I mean, it sounds rad, but it had this kind of crazy gravy all over it, and I wasn't super into the gravy. <laughs> That's my favorite song by and the Wiggles. Crazy gravy. <laughs> crazy gravy. Uh, we're making that crazy gravy. We're making that crazy gravy <laughs> well, all over the place. When you say it like that, it I sounds pretty it sexy. <laughs> also uh, gross. Yeah, that was a little too funky for the Wiggles. Sexy and gross. <laughs> now you can have both now you don't have to choose <laughs> how many times has this um, happened to you <laughs> speaking of sexy and gross ooh, i like the beginning talking, of that sentence talking a lot about <laughs> we're about to talk a lot about lil wayne so yeah well i don't know if i'd say he's and, sexy. and he's just gross, gross. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was a partial uh you, you partial, partial credit segue. for you yeah yeah does that mean we should start but, the, show, uh, the show, or do you want to finish so, talking about no, it? I'm just, I just wanted to say uh, it messed up my digestion real bad this uh, morning, and uh, that's my fault. Yep. So because I was heard over it here ambitious. first, folks. Cameron blames Indonesians, says Indonesians are bad people <laughs> with bad food, and they did bad things to him, and it's all their fault. Let's get it started in here. Um, it might be a sec for me. Okay. <laughs> It might be you said let's get it started. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'm going to play the theme song, but I'm also going to grab some water so I don't get super dehydrated. So it might be a second grab before that I water. Able to start talking. Water was closer than I thought. Oh, good. I was going to cool. freestyle the intro by myself. Oh, be my guest. Welcome to Think Outside the Box Set. It's a podcast where we learn to appreciate an artist's <laughs> back catalog. Fuck you. And right now we're analyzing the back catalog side, the back side of the catalog of 
T Pain. T T Wayne. And uh, yeah, of T Wayne. So specifically, so T Pain only has five studio albums, if I remember right. But um, he has a number of mixtapes, and we decided to add to the uh, back catalog of T Pain uh-huh. um, the three mixtapes that are included on the Wikipedia. And I'm so, Nathan Hunt. Yeah. Oh, don't forget. This is my lovely co-host, Nathan Hunt. The beautiful, I'm lovely. effusive Nathan Hunt. Mm-hmm. I'm, Nathan, how, I'm how did I'm I do uh, with the with the intro? Well, other uh, than bowling you over and I forgetting to introduce you. Well, my my lovely co-host is named Cameron DeWitt, and I don't really appreciate how much he makes fun of me for for mentioning the word podcast in our intro. What if some people don't know and they're like, you know, is this a <laughs> we've done that bit already? Fuck, I can't. Hey, um, I, I love how on the on the first page of 1984 it said. Um, uh, uh, and the tr- uh, and the clock struck thirteen. Also, this is a book. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, fuck you. Because literally, a lot of books literally say like nineteen eighty four, a novel. Okay, <laughs> some of them even put it in the fucking title. All right, so get off my jock and huff my shorts. Yeah, or like um, when uh, uh, Kurt Vonnegut is like, um, uh, what's it called? Um, Fuck, I can't remember proper names. What a great joke. <laughs> and a really good diss. Okay. Hold, hold on, hold you on, really hold on, hold it. on, hold on, hold on. Cut all, cut all this what? out. Um, I will not. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on right now is I'm I'm literally Googling Kurt Vonnegut's, the name of uh, Kurt Vonnegut's most well-known book because I cannot <laughs> bring it to mind because I'm so goddamn stupid. Okay. The Slaughterhouse uh, or that of, time that, crying of Five. That, <laughs> that time that uh, Kurt Vonnegut uh, made that book that said Slaughterhouse Five. This is a children's crusade. That's my joke. How was that? It was a long Please walk. Make it in for a short dock for uh, right. not much payoff. Says hang on, you. hang on. No wait, I have a better reaction for that. Uh. <laughs> there it is. Oh, the soundboard. Our third co-host who hasn't done an episode with us in a while. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to overuse it, you know. Like, you, you gotta, you gotta keep some, keep some juice in the tank. You gotta keep your powder dry. <laughs> <laughs> that said, the, I mean, these are really fun. <laughs> so uh, we listened to T Wayne, which is the Twain. collaboration, <laughs> the collaboration between T Pain and Lil Wayne. It's an EP. It's eight songs long. It's about like twenty minutes. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a real that. shorty. It's shouty. a shouty. It yeah, it's is more than that, but twenty-eight minutes long. Twenty-eight minutes, yeah, yeah, which is quite nice to have something so, that short. Apparently, they're trying to do this collaboration for a long time, um, but uh, Lil Wayne like got into trouble for having a gun that he didn't have a license for or something, and he had to go mm-hmm. to prison for a minute. Yeah, Rikers Island. He was yeah. there for eight months. I saw, but th- that was after he recorded this. EP or this uh, mixtape? Oh, I thought it, I thought they had just recorded one of the songs. I forget. Oh, really? But, um, oh, maybe that's right. I don't know. I know that there's a uh, at least one of them little... was recorded in like 2008 or 2009. Yeah, I think the song "He Rap He Sang." Okay. Which I feel like should be "He Rapped He Sang." Sanged. Oh but... no! I see. I get it. <laughs> Rapped he sang. Um. Yeah. So. so... It wasn't, it was recorded, Wikipedia says it was recorded in 2009, 
but was not released until May of 2017. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So in the oh, so do we only have one more episode after this? Yes. Oh my goodness. We've got Oblivion. T Pain. We hardly knew you. Knew ye. I what? feel like we know him pretty well at this point. Yeah. <laughs> he keeps. He's uh, tends to repeat himself. Put all his cards on the table. Yeah. Just has the same play over and over again. Cameron, is there an I'm artist mad. that we've covered that has not experienced a decline? I feel like it's it's a pretty common story Ooh. where an artist like breaks out, makes it big in their first couple albums, and then they just have this sort of long decline where they get bitter often. And yeah, Garth Brooks definitely got worse. Yeah. ICP ICP I would say that their worst stuff was their was their <laughs> the very first couple albums. Yeah. And then well, yeah. the stuff at the very the stuff at the very end is not great, but I think aspects of it are better just because they're like less less of a shithead one shithead between them um (laughs) so but their best stuff i think is definitely in the middle yeah okay Um, but yeah the uh, bizarre and bizarre and um uh the tempest mighty death pop malenko Um, yeah so some of the best stuff is right in the middle so i i'd say they declined a little bit like lost some in some inspiration. I hear oh, hey, little... here's our uh, other guest host. Hey, Teddy Pizzle. What do you need, bud? The movie? The movie? I mean, the TV. I, put, I brought the TV upstairs for you. Oh. It's upstairs. Oh. Okay, oh. bye. Goodbye. Okay, Teddy Pizzle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I named my, my son after, uh, after T-Pain. T-Pain. Here's a, little, here's a little quote from Lil Wayne about this project. About the collaboration between T-Pain and Lil Wayne. The connection is crazy. He loves to be Mm -hmm. creative. He loves to work. I love to create. I love to work. Whoa. And then this this part's interesting. He really wants people to respect his rapping. I really want people to respect my harmonizing. Uh, I I don't know that much about Lil Wayne. Is that a thing that he puts forward? Like, that's what he does? That's harmonizing? um, I haven't Does really he do stack them ups like T Pain. I haven't really known him to do it, but also this is I think not long after Lil Wayne released an album where he it was like a rock album where he was singing. I think it was called. Oh, oh no, it was before that. That was uh, that album I'm talking about. was called Rebirth, and it's from 2010. So Rebirth, Rebirth. Yeah, I think he's kind rapper turned singer turned rock star. Yeah, turned Phoenix turned uh, prisoner turned rapper again. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, let's see. What else was I going to say? Um, oh, there is a rapper named T. Wayne. That's like his stage name. I know. <laughs> so, it's it makes this uh, mixtape pretty hard to search for. Yeah. Um, so, that's kind of annoying. Yeah, I can't, I can't find a T. Wayne. Yeah. That'll be season... What are we up to now? Is this four? Uh, this is four. Okay. Yeah. That'll um, be season five. <laughs> just for the no pun. bracket episode we're just, just choosing t-wayne yeah who are we gonna do after t-pain uh i don't know i mean we have we have so many listener suggestions and so many people that we've discussed before i feel and i really like the last bracket episode that we did uh bonus that was a bonus episode you if just I like it because right. you won well yeah um but i liked uh-huh. i like the format of it and i I'd, I'd be down with doing another one like that and maybe Maybe revisiting some of our older uh, guests, although, yeah, 
maybe maybe i don't know we'll create the rules later off mic yeah we got we got a listener uh matt who uh, is pushing for corn oh interesting yeah Hmm. I don't know if I can know how, many how to do albums, a good show about that. How many that. albums does Smash Mouth have? <gasps> oh, that's such a good idea. Because oh, I don't know fuck. anyone who's listened to a Smash Mouth album. Like I have. All the way. Really? I've, yeah, I used to listen to Astro Lounge back in like 2000, 2001. Almost 20, almost 20 years ago. Fuck, I'm old. All right, I'm looking up Smash Mouth. Smish Mouth. Discography. Oh, look at that. They've got uh, seven studio albums. That's Seven? Okay. That's a season of, uh, I think, Outside the Box set, if I do say so myself. Damn. That's a really they got interesting thought. 1997, uh, the album You Mang. Yep. And then ends with Magic in 2012. Astro okay. Lounge is their second album. Yeah. I knew that. And it has, I remember liking some of the songs on it besides... Um, I almost said Superman, but that's three doors down. All star. Whatever. They're both uh, Uber mention. Uh, yeah, I I like uh, Walking on the Sun, and I like All Star, and those are the only two songs that I know. But i I think they I think their music sounds good. They're like a fun fun pop rock band. Like maybe we could become apologists and mm. elevate them beyond their current like meme status. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's yeah. always the that's always the dream, right? Is that we'll find an artist that we'll really fall in love with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still wait. Abba, I might be might be that artist, but but maybe also Smash Mouth. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe we're just we sort should... of stalling because this is a really short uh, mixtape, and <laughs> we don't stalling. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. I don't think there's that much to say about it. So. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I have some stuff. Um, it's yeah. nice to hear T-Pain be confident again and not quite so defensive. Because I, I don't yeah. really recall any defensive moments on this album or this well, mixtape. Well, there's, there's one moment where Lil Wayne, um, he mentions something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he mentions uh, 808 and Heartbreaks. Yeah. Uh, he says, uh, 808 and Heartbreaks got me drinking extra lean. Um, and apparently 808 and 808s and Heartbreak is the name of Kanye West's um, 2008 album. Uh-huh. Uh, but I think, is is that the one where he uses a bunch of autotune? I heard that like after Kanye West used a bunch of autotune and I guess went on record as saying he was trying to sort of recreate the album Rapid Turn Sanga. Oh. Um, that it like was kind of depressing to T-Pain because it's just another one sort of, another person sort of hopping on the bandwagon and being more successful than him. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's that's a real pull, and I don't know if there's any connection there. Mm. But um, well, uh, Lil Wayne yeah. did feature on 808s and Heartbreak. He's oh, really? One of the songs. Yeah. Shows what I know. Yeah. Um, let me see. I'm I'm on the Wikipedia article for 808s and Heartbreak. I'm just going to see if T Pain is mentioned. Oh, towards the end, Kanye West enlisted T Pain for coaching on how to use Auto Tune. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Hmm. So he okay. so he actually has kind of a it's not just appropriated he Kanye West knelt before um, the king of auto tune T Pain. <laughs> yep, and that, it's before like I don't know it's before Kanye was Kanye if you know what I mean. I actually don't. Uh, I don't even before, know if I want to know. Okay, it's before he went off the deep end. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, you're saying that's Kanye's true self is the deep end <laughs> off of it. Maybe, maybe that is what I'm saying. <laughs> 
All right. It sure seems that way these days. All right. Um, what other? I think he's still got some some crazy shit to say left in him. <laughs> well, of course. Um, why is the business producing so much of this mixtape? Whatever. Okay, answer me this with your precious logic. Whatever happened to uh, T Pain's production? Because he used to produce like every song on his albums. And oh, really? Yeah. Around after uh, Three Rings, he started using other producers. Like I think Prevolver was the first time, unless it was some of his other mixtapes. Might be we like a to. like a business thing. The business. Um, yeah. It, it might be a business thing, but I think it's a shame because I really like T Pain's production. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think one that's of my like parts. one of the missing ingredients from his first couple albums that he doesn't have on his later stuff. It's like. He's so fucking good at production. Like um, all all of our favorite moments, like Bayou Drank and um, uh, I'm Sprung. Those are all, t- and you know, even I'm in love with the stripper. Those are all like T Pain productions. Yeah. So it's kind of yeah. There was a sort of there was a sort of spare quality to like some of our favorite songs. Um, yeah. They kind of felt. I mean, they were elaborate in ways, but they felt stripped down and they felt like pretty organic. Um, yeah. Like the way that they're constructed was more of a, uh, it was more of a um, counterpoint almost, as opposed to, like there there were melodies and, and interlocking rhythms, as opposed to this sort of like um, pop texture, like yeah, 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 yeah. It's like I don't know. I I really like hearing the hip hop style of production, and I really think that it can be fun with T Pain, especially on his mixtapes. Uh, but when it like bleeds into his main albums. It kind of makes T Pain just sound like another pop artist, rapper, singer, and it kind of yeah. takes away a lot of his uniqueness. I'd say. Yeah. Um, that being said, there is some really fun production on this album. Um, I'm going to use that as a segue to talk about the second song, which is called "Listen to Me," and you may recognize this little ditty. Oh yeah. Yeah. So they, the they sample the Oompa Loompa song. <laughs> Just I like, Yeah. I think that this song might be the best song. Interesting. I don't think it's really great lyrically, um, but musically it's really cool and fun. Um it, I mean it reminds me a lot of that one Jay-Z song that samples Hard Knock Life from Annie. You know that song. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That song's great. Yeah. Uh-huh. On the corners popping to driving some of the hottest cars New York has ever seen for dropping some of the hottest. I love the like uh taking like a retro sample, um, especially if it's like a pop culture sample and then uh rapping over it. Like, I'm not tired of that yet, yeah, me either. <laughs> I think that's great, yeah. It's not like been done to death yet, there's still some play left yeah. in there, and and I, I like the way that they uh in this song interact with well first of all let's say what what this song's about this is it's sort of like a oh you're saying like is is there actually a meaning behind is it this song? a coherent song is what i'm asking uh if i if i remember right this this song is sort of a a posturing song from t-pain 
and uh, Lil Wayne about um, like staying. It's, I think it's like a stay in your lane song, right? Like a, hey, we're the best. Don't try to step to us kind of song, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But I don't um, know. It's It's got some weird lyrical moments. Yeah. I do like there's like some call and response with the uh, Oompa Loompa song, um, which I yeah, will play. I, I, mm-hmm. no, I, I think I no. have, I think I requested some, some samples from that. Yep. If you're fucking with Wayne, then you're going to get the tea. So that's pretty cool. I like yeah. that musically, but it kind of doesn't make any sense lyrically. If you're fucking with Wayne, then you're going to get the tea. Like, mm, right. I mean, he phrases it as if it's a pun on going to get the tea, uh, but that's not a pun. That doesn't have a second meaning as far as I know. I think he's. Oh, I see what you mean. Like gonna get the um, D or something like that? Are you gonna get the, the you know like I don't know how you you're gonna get like a bullet? You're gonna get like a nine millimeter? Like well, he's phrasing it like that ge- kind of a threat. Uh, genius, uh, uh, ill plusmatic has uh, has something to say about that, and maybe this will shed some light on this for you. Uh, this project is called T Wayne, so <gasps> oh. if you mess with one half of the group, you have to deal with the other. Oh, there you go. wow. It's Stupid. like the scales have fallen from my eyes. Uh, I mean, what a that doesn't really address saying. what I was saying. Weird. <laughs> nope, it does. You're too dumb. Oh, okay. No, you're right. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, I have often thought that about myself. Too dumb to know you're too dumb. The Dunning-Kruger effect. Is that what that is? Yeah. Now I'm too dumb. Now who's yes. the dumb? Me. Now who's the dumb, dummy, dumber, dumbest, idiot, dumbo? The best, the best way to determine if someone's dumb or not is how many um, sort of uh, es- esoteric uh, references they understand. How or much not. trivia they know, <laughs> which is why Ken Jennings is the smartest man on earth. Actually, side the, note: see there, there it is again. I don't know who that is. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> he he himself has become trivia. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like that when the atomic bomb went off and Robert Oppenheimer was like, I have become trivia, destroyer of worlds. <laughs> Which itself is trivia. There's like so many fucking layers to this. Oh god. Oof. Whoa. I'm gonna have to put so many things in the show notes. Uh but no, Ken Jennings is the is that uh fresh faced boy who was on Jeopardy and and ha- is their longest running champion, or at least was for a long time. Oh, very good. He was like, they like, they changed the rules. And then soon after that, he got on the show and just like went on a streak for like six months or something, just like winning every night. Whoa. Um, but he's cool. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a good boy. He's written a few books that I haven't <laughs> read, but kind of want to, but he does a podcast called, uh, the omnibus with John Roderick hmm. of the long winters. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. It's fun as hell, dude. They take like a subject and then their their whole shtick is that they package it up as a time capsule that they'll send into the future. So they, they address like their audience as the futurelings. And they always talk about like, we don't know if they're sentient tentacles or like giant <laughs> mole men or what. But they're like trying to explain the history of these trivia things. Like uh, what's their latest I like that one? framing device. Yeah, it's, it's really fun. Um, I think you'd like it. Let's see. It's on How Stuff Works is the podcast network. Uh, they, their latest one, they just did an episode about skyscraper helipads. Um, oh, oh no, I, I, I let the cat out the bag because now everyone is, is going to know that we recorded this uh, like a week and a half before it gets posted. 
Um, Whoops. Oh no. But yeah, they, they, they release twice a week. It's like a, it's like a 30, 35 minute podcast. That's released twice a week. Wow, that's a, that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, is it that different from a one hour or 90 minute podcast released once a week? Yeah. I guess if you're, you know, Ken Jennings and you have like all of that information just up in your dome already, then it, maybe it's not that much work. Well, I mean, they do research too. It's not like he's just nope. He's spouting <laughs> off cyborg. Oh, okay, well that wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. L- listen to me. Um, the the song is what we're talking about. Oh, what? I sorry, I wasn't listening. Uh, there's there's a great uh, moment from Wheezy, I think, where he has some pretty fun uh, phrasing. Yeah, this is by by far the best uh, Lil Wayne moments on this mixtape. It's just like he's not being super offensive and demeaning, and he actually has yeah. that great wheezy flow that I enjoy so well. Yeah. Yeah. I like That's that. So fun. Yeah, it reminds me of. I always like like the the best of Wheezy that I think of is on the Carter Three, where he has a song called "Fuck." What's it called? Uh, it's called like Carter or I'm the Carter or something like that. Like it's oh man, it's been a while since I listened to that. It is can, can, Mr. Carter. Mr. Ahead. Carter is what it's called. And uh, Jay-Z shows up and does like a verse that's like pretty lackluster and has some really unconvincing uh, like line splits. He'll split a phrase at the midpoint or partially through it so that he gets like this contrived rhyme and then he follows it up with the rest of the of the phrase. And it it does not sound good when Jay-Z does that. Um, But then Wheezy comes back in and he just has like this virtuosic display of flow. I'll drop a sound sample in, but it's just like blows Jay-Z out of the water. That's the pinnacle of what I think like uh, Lil Wayne can be is like, yes, yes. So I, I want to like analyze the like rhyme scheme of this a little bit and how it interacts with the music because um, like, why is that flow so good? So, mm-hmm. so there's just these, these two lines. Uh, it is money mouth Carter smoking like hot water, better yet running hot lava. Any rhymes well, water with lava. You missed a few words there. It is what? money mouth Carter smoking like running hot water. Better oh, yet, me. like running hot lava. Okay, so the way the, the way that works, it's it's money lands on beat one, and so the 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 words that rhyme are Carter, water, and lava, and he makes them all rhyme with his yeah. delivery. So it's money, uh, money mouth Carter. Carter lands on beat two, smoke smoking like running hot water. Water lands on beat one of the next measure, and then yet better yet like running hot lava lands on beat four. So in like a normal couplet, it would be beat four of one measure and then beat four of the next measure would rhyme. But in this one, it's beat two of the first measure, beat one of the next measure and then beat four of the last measure. So it's like a, uh, it's, it's kind of like groups of three. It's like, um, 
it's it's a little um, polyrhythm inside there, and I don't know necessarily if Lil Wayne would describe it that way, but I mean it's really clever, and it that kind of thing makes me not really mind like. It's it's more about the music than it is necessarily about whatever he's saying. Like I don't know what he's smoking like running hot water. I guess he's saying like it's like vapor, like, like steamy, um, yeah, like it's steam, like it's steam, yeah. And then lava. He's not I mean, saying anything of substance necessarily, but sure, I don't sure care because sure it's like a cool musical moment. Sure, he is. So it's Money Mouth Carter. That's him. His uh, last name is Carter. Uh, he's got Money Mouth because he he has such great rhymes that he gets paid a lot of money. He's smoking like... Does he also have a grill? What? Does he also have a grill? Yeah, actually, that's a good point. He also has a grill. Uh, He says smoking like... He's got literal money in his mouth. Yeah. (laughs) He has literal, like, gold teeth or diamond teeth, I think. Yeah. uh, To some extent. I think. Um, Money Mouth Carter. Smoking like running hot water. So smoking means, like, his rhymes are smoking, like the mask. But also, he is well known for lighting up sparking doobies. Getting all, uh, getting all uh, happy on the the devil's lettuce, as they right. say. Uh, so he's the and devil's lettuce. <laughs> yes, he's uh, puffing on those jazz cigarettes, and uh, so it's like running hot water, like the steam that comes off of hot water that's running. So, but his his flow is also running, you know. And then he says, better yet, like running hot lava, and that's just that's just like a fun throwaway line, I think, for the rhyme. Uh, but yeah, now that you've analyzed it to hear that kind of rhythm, let's listen to it again. Yeah. Cool, yeah. cool rhythms. Yeah. Good. That's probably the best musical moment, I think. And uh, that's why I like this song the best is because of that and then the fun interplay with the uh with this original sample the oompa loompa stuff um which by the way is i love that movie and i love that music in that movie oh yeah uh gene wilder is terrifying in that movie oh yeah and there's a reason that like there's so many like gene wilder as willy wonka memes and they're just so perfectly eloquent. Like, I use that one, like, when people are mansplaining on the internet, I use mm-hmm. that, uh, uh, like, oh, no, please do go on, like, yeah. meme of Gene Wilder, <laughs> like, like mm-hmm. with his hand underneath his chin. I use that all the time. Unfortunately, I have to use that one all the time. But it's just, like, so perfect, you know? So... In case the listener doesn't understand, what Cameron is saying is that there are men on the internet who like to explain things. And sometimes they're not really aware that their audience might know what's being talked about. And so they just go on and on and on, just kind of like in a very boring (laughs) and redundant way, just explaining something that doesn't really need to be explained and might be even kind of self-evident, like from the word that's being used, for instance. And so Cameron has to correct these people and explain to them that they're explaining things wrong. Yeah. Was that a good bit? Only, I can't tell. It could be totally it, hack. <laughs> I wish there was some way that we could um, subscribe our podcast onto people's phones, and then we would be <laughs> true mansplainers. <laughs> like you too, and <laughs> Apple did. With yeah. <laughs> can, we, can we get a deal? Hook us up, Apple Yo, Podcasts. Yo, Timmy. Tim Cook. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, blast us on out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else to say about this song? 
uh, I don't think so. Okay. I just really like it. Yeah. Um, so that's that's Lil Wayne's best moment. Uh, but he has a lot of bad moments on this mixtape. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Like some of his lyrics are just like super misogynist and demeaning. Like he just has like some throwaway stuff that's super horrible. Like uh in the first song, he's so sweet, make her want to lick the singer. So me and Wheezy No, fuck, this is T Pain. <gasps> T Pain, what are you doing? So me and Wheezy gang banger. Oh. Now I'm disappointed in you, Teddy. Is is there is there any chance that he when he says gangbang, he's using that as a <laughs> exaggeration and it doesn't mean that it's uh uh non consensual? Is there any chance? <laughs> it seems uh, like I don't it know. is. I that phrase I I'm very unclear on that phrase if that can be consensual or if that is always like gang rape. I think I think well, I think it's not a very tasteful way to phrase it because <laughs> I think it I think it uh its origins are of like a rape kind of situation, mm-hmm. but um I think it's being used to describe i think usually when people use it they're using it to describe like uh a consensual situation maybe an aggressive mm-hmm. situation but a consensual situation mm-hmm. so oh inter- well interesting because i looked up gangbang on wikipedia and there's some pretty great uh drawn artwork here from the set oh, good. i want to say like the 1700s it's pretty what? hilarious yeah it's like this very orientalist uh like sultan and these voluptuous women all crowded around him. <laughs> now you're looking it up. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I very. Oh no, I did. I, okay. Yeah. Wikipedia oh, Bang does Theory. not talk about um, <laughs> like rape or non-consensual at all. It's all it, it basically is just talking about swinger communities and like group sex and stuff. Yeah. There so, you go. So I don't know. Maybe it's not quite as a. Uh, okay, but if you go to Wiktionary, the first. Um, First meaning of gangbang is informal, a gang rape. And then number two meaning is an orgy, especially a sexual one. There you go. Yeah. So, I don't know. Wiktionary kind of puts the lie to Wikipedia. Battle of the wikis. Battle of the wikis. Okay, so that was shitty, T-Pain, that line about gang... Well, I mean... uh, I I don't think I I don't think it is. I think it's gross. I think his attitude is gross, and I don't think he's necessarily very. At least the character isn't very trustworthy. Yeah, it's, but um, it's like so sexually vi- the way it's phrased. The context is like so sexually violent. He says, "So me, he he he's so sweet, make her want to lick the singer." Okay, she's at least got agency, maybe there. So me and Wheezy gangbanger pulling on my roots. I had to hang her, whip her, Tallahassee dick her. I'm back on the map. Which, I mean, it's not like those things are necessarily bad or can't be done consensually, but the way that T-Pain phrases it, like he so often does, where he's like, I'm going to do sex to you. And in that context, talking about um, these kinds of acts is really creepy to me. Yeah. I'm curious, like, 10 years from now, when we've all had a chance to talk about um, this stuff for a lot longer, like... How are people going to, uh, not how in the world will they, but like, how will people justify like, uh, SNM and, um, doms and subs and like all of that stuff? And, uh, like, where will be 
the way to talk about that in a way that's respectful? Um, and will that be in the mainstream? Like, okay, it's misogynistic to talk about this in all of these ways, except for this way, you know? Oh, wait. Um, like, how will, how will social literacy, like... Oh, you mean like in songs? Uh, like when you, when you talk about tying people up in or whatever? In songs, in conversation, in culture, just like, you know... Like we, this is the thing that comes up over and over and over again, uh, especially in ICP and uh, uh, T Pain. It's like, okay, these attitudes feel destructive and misogynistic, but we know that there are spaces that are carved out to make this sort of behavior safe in certain Mm -hmm. contexts. So it's like, but right now it's, uh, it just seems so fraught, you know? Yeah. And I'm, I'm curious, like, what will be the social lit- socially literate way to engage with this stuff in the future? So yeah, I, I to to cap it all off, I'm interested. Like, I feel so uh, ill-equipped to talk about um, the the intersection of violence and sexuality, and how there seems to be some sort of desire for there to be a way to safely uh, let those two things interact. I, I don't um, think it's as complicated as you're making it sound. I think the easy thing, there's an easy way you could fix all these songs where it's like, we're going to be violent to you sexually. Just fucking give this woman or this other person, this uh, subject, give them some agency. Make them a subject instead of an object. Just be like, yeah, even drop a line like, and she consented to all this. And then I whipped her and tied her up and stuff like if you make it clear that this is a person who has agency, who's choosing this, who's consenting and wants this, that like may goes a long way towards, you know, making it okay to do these things and say these things. You know what I mean? I, I agree. Um, I, so right now I'm not arguing on behalf of a certain idea as much as I'm striving to understand and to like meet these songs on their own level and then critique them. Uh, that's what I'm trying to do here, uh, because Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, anyway, disclaimer over, um, when you're in the context of a song, how much do you like, you're making a piece of art to what extent are you responsible to, um, uh, put little cracks in the illusion? Um, or is like, is that going to, uh, break the whole illusion apart, you know, and like make it, uh, less, potent in the way that you want it to be i see so you're saying that like a lot of times people engage in like bdsm or sub dom play because of the fantasy and because it makes exactly. them feel a certain way and if you yeah. have a song that frames it as this is consensual both these people have agency it might it's not as good for establishing that fantasy yeah and maybe there isn't like a a <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like tricky with art. It's like, what if (laughs) this is such a weird, maybe this doesn't actually deserve this, but like, what if in these songs that are, um, oh my God, I don't know how I feel about this coded as a misogynist. Um, like what if there is sort of, uh, an idea that you are coming into this, like by listening to this, you are consenting and then your ability to not consent is just turn it off. Uh, I don't know how hmm. I, I don't know how I feel about because it's art, right? It's yeah. like you have the power to just like not listen to it. I think it's difficult to talk about it and mm. to talk about uh, sexual protocol and high context. So yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. 
Although I do, click, I click. do think. <laughs> there you go. Is that what you like? Is that what you want? Yeah. Um, I do think there are tons of moments on this mixtape where it's not very complicated and it's just a simple case of Lil Wayne mostly, but sometimes T-Pain just being shitty. Like this disgusting misogyny that comes from Lil Wayne where he says, I'm mind rocking bottles, models with a bottle. If you can't swallow, shut up, bitch, gargle. That's the motto. Holla. It's like, no. Nah. Yeah, I don't like, I hate that. <laughs> yeah. No, you shut up, Lil Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's see. What else? Lyrical moments. Um, oh, my God. Do you want to talk about the song Waste of a Wasp? Mm, yeah, I guess. It's a real waste of a wasp. Let me butter you up. Where's my manners? This one you like, butter or syrup? Let me show you what your Miss Butter is oh, worth. What it is? Baby, don't act stupid. Oh, no. Uh, this song's so dumb and bad. Did you hear that in the chorus where he said, <clears throat> you know what it is, she got the waist of a wasp and the ass of a horse, and they, they rhyme it, ass of a horse, waist of a wasp. Yeah. It's like, ugh. <laughs> Don't they don't they realize that like the image they're painting is a horrifying <laughs> like chimera. Not sexy like yeah. chimera. Yeah. Because the waist of a wasp <laughs> is what like a couple like a centimeter across and then yeah. the ass of a horse is like I don't know, what? 2 feet across? That is truly just chilling. <laughs> I I hate that. <laughs> like <laughs> they're mad scientists. And this is their song yeah. about their horrifying creations. Do you ever listen to um, Hello from the Magic Tavern? No. Is it good? It's, uh, yeah, I've been listening to it a lot and I really like it. It's one you got to start from the beginning, okay. um, unfortunately, because there's like hundreds of episodes. But yeah. uh, they're, all the to- they're all the time talking about these like horrifying creatures that uh, one of these characters wants to have sex with. And that's what this oh. makes Wait, is that <laughs> me think of. Except for... Their- yeah, chunt. Okay, I, I got chunt, my brother a yeah, chunt T-shirt actually. Oh, this uh, like his past birthday a couple a couple months ago, um, because whenever he gets an email address, like I don't know, uh, at an a- academic institution, at university or yeah. company or whatever, it's always chunt because his name is Cameron Hunt, and so they just you know first initial last name. Chunt. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. So except for chunt spelled with six T's, is it? Not on the T-shirt. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, the t-shirt's uh, misspelled. Okay, I got it. Okay. But yeah, I, I got him that t-shirt, even though I have no idea what... Or I had never listened to Hello from the Magic Tavern. Uh, I guess we should start talking about this song again. Do we have Everyone go to? listen to Hello from the Magic Ta- Tavern. It's a great show. Have to. Uh, yeah, so this... Like, I think this... I don't like... I don't, I don't like this idea that, like, uh, a woman should have a small waist. I mean, it's okay if you do. And if that's what you want, but like, I don't know. I think it's gross. Like the 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 idea that someone should have a waist a waist like a wasp and like yeah. not have any room for organs. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> like fucking uh, corset kind of deformation stuff. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Um. Uh, he, I do like some of T Pain's lines in the first verse. I ain't trying to butter you up. I'm trying to fuck you in the kitchen. Let me butter you up. Where's my manners? Which one you like, butter or syrup? Let me show you what your Miss Butter is worth. 
Like, uh, that's pretty fun, uh, I guess. Yeah, that's that's nice. Uh, and then there's some like weird. Um, there's like a fart fetish in here. What? Really? What? <laughs> Do you want me to read that? Yeah. Yeah. And and I would go to hell as well if I said you didn't smell like Victoria's Secret when you passed, girl. Uh, passed. I get it. You pass gas. <laughs> it's either that or necrophilia. Oh. Oh yeah. It's it's one of the two. There's only those are the only two options. Yep. And then the next line is, and the plaid skirt you got on lets an N-word know you just might have some class, girl. Mm, okay. See, I don't know. I, I feel like that kind of phrasing is a good kind of phrasing to like interact with fetishism and fantasy and stuff. Like the way he's phrasing it makes it clear that she chose the skirt and put it on, and that, that's like her choice, and he's reacting to it in this way that's like, yeah, we can play into this fantasy that either I have or we both have. Yeah. I think that's a good I example. totally agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, what else? I don't know. I don't know if I have anything else to talk about in this song. Yeah, okay. Um, Maybe we should talk about... Hmm. There's a couple songs I just, like, don't really feel like we have much to say about, like, Damn, Damn, Damn. Well, I have something. There's kind of a gross. Uh, I don't have a sound sample of this, but there's a gross moment from uh, Wheezy. Oh no! I think it's Wheezy. really, really. Yeah. Well, that's unprecedented. Yeah. Uh, Wheezy says, uh, "I face your flower, and I taste your flower, and I take your flower, and never give it back to you." Oh, that's so. That is really bothersome to me. Yes. <laughs> like, like I, I can't really. Ex- excuse that that's like some pedophilic like uh well not gross. necessarily that's a gross attitude. pedophilia but it, it is very much like a power dynamic and yeah like borderline rapey i take yeah. a flower and never give it back to you mm. yeah i mean he could just be talking about taking someone's virginity which is not necessarily bad i guess but it is phrased in this like de- deflowering language which is incredibly misogynistic and patriarchal i'd say uh just using that yeah. language in that way um but then it's, it's like the, the way most phrases it take your flower and never give it back to you it's like i guess you can think of it that way but when you phrase it that way it sounds really violent and awful yeah it just sounds like very r kelly you know just like uh like i'm a rock star so i get to like have sex with virgins who are yeah. underage yeah it's what it sounds like yeah um, and uh yeah if if there <laughs> if there were less of a culture of that maybe i would it wouldn't gross me out so much but mm-hmm. yeah yeah hey um, and uh mm-hmm. do you have anything more to say about damn 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 i know you started this by saying you didn't have anything well, to say about it i think it's just mostly pointing out like some of the lyrical uh strengths of t-pain versus lil wayne because Lil Wayne just has these verses that are so much nothing where he's like, ah, like, hey, little mama, what you say, little mama? Can you stay, little mama? I'll pay, little mama. No woman, I ain't trying to offend you, but I sure will defend you. It's like he's not saying anything. Nothing's really yeah. happening. And then T-Pain shows up and he said, I say, hey there, shawty, look what I bought you. It's the brand new Ferrari equipped with no tapa. Um, oh, actually, T-Pain has some really good uh, background vocals for that one. Hey there, Look what I'm about to It's a brand new Ferrari 
quit with no top. And I'm gonna get something. I love that. Where he's like, equipped with no top. Uh, and then the background vocals say, gone. So he took the top off the Ferrari. So that's pretty cool. And now it's gone. Yeah. So, like, there's something actually happening. There's a story in T Pain's verses. Um, I, I do like some of the musical moments in this song, like the background vocals there. Um, and then T Pain manages to redeem this, like, stupid chorus with um, some fun uh, syncopation. There's so much going on yeah he like really builds it up to this like crazy uh like daft punk level it's very daft yeah it didn't really do it didn't do anything for me but i i hear you yeah all right what else you want to talk about uh well there's this um there's some more adult baby play in uh, the song Snap Ya Fangas. Ooh. Uh, the lyrics are, hello, hi there. Then we eye stare. I tell her, can she come sit on my high chair? Yeah. Oh, I think I have a sound sample of that. Uh, oh, very good. Is it? Oh, is that uh, Lil Wayne? Yeah. Okay. Well, I I sampled this one. It, it doesn't contain that line, but I sampled it because I was like, oh, that's why they call him Wheezy. I kind of like his delivery. It's obviously still creepy there, but like, <laughs> I think it's, <laughs> I like think it's sonically interesting. <laughs> you love creepy. I just want to be creeped out by some rappers. Well, of course. That's, I Who can't finish unless I'm creeped out by some rappers. <laughs> uh-huh. you and you're folks. in a high chair. Add, add, uh, someone make a Wikipedia and, uh, and someone put that on there. A Wikipedia page the for you? In personal life section for, for uh, my host. You... No, for, for Think Outside the Box oh, and then hosts. Okay, hosts, yeah. Cameron, say, Cameron, Cameron can't it. finish unless he's creeped out by some rappers. Well, of course, yeah. <laughs> um, Yeah. Snap your fingers. I I thought this song was pretty good. I think it's like kind of a contender for one of the best songs because uh, um, it's it's really su- it's it's a mostly T Pain centric song and it's kind of sweet. T Pain explains that he's just trying to you know make a song that you can dance to with uh your your lover. I guess you could say. I think <laughs> I have a sample of the chorus. Yeah, I know you waiting on yeah yeah i think it's sweet I yeah like so it. you and your n-word can get it on yeah yeah it is kind of nice it's generous yeah and it's like kind of self-aware too he's like yeah this is what i do i make these songs for people to dance to and enjoy and he's enjoying yeah. making these songs I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, T Wayne or Lil Wayne has to show up and be kind of shitty. Uh-huh. <laughs> this weird, creepy wheeze of a delivery. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm 
Lil Wayne, bitch. Hey. <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh, God, it's a new character on our show, Lil Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting on my high chair. <laughs> Hi there. Hey, Lil Wayne, um, I was wondering if you could uh, uh, say the word pussy hole 500 times. I'll count. <laughs> <laughs> Pussy hole. <laughs> hmm. Yep. Do you want to? I was wondering what you thought about Chevys. Um, I think they're pretty damn heavy, man. Uh, yep. This that, actually might be my favorite song. It's um, pretty just fun. The whole concept of he- of heavy Chevy is is a conversation between T Pain and Lil Wayne, and T Pain saying, uh, you know, that he's from Florida, but then Lil Wayne's from New Orleans. Um, but mm-hmm. he's saying now you are in Miami, so you're a f- you you're practically a native Floridian now. So you have to know about Chevys. Yeah. And uh, let me let me tell you about Chevy culture in Florida. Yeah. So apparently that's a whole a whole thing. I guess. Which is funny because I don't feel like he's talked about Chevys Ever. at all in all his songs. He's, he's always talking about, about Bugattis, blacks, Lamborghinis, etc. Um. So maybe Chevy is like sort of the people's status symbol car. Yeah, it could be. That you see everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Here's that chorus of that song. Chevy's heavy, heavy Chevy's mine. streets, nothing but heavy Chevy's mine. Chevy's heavy, heavy Chevy's Yeah. I like this. Hi, right, big bro. What up? Heavy Chevy's I see you. I think I got this. I think I got it. You know, I was talking about like Trick Daddy. Heavy Chevy's. So yeah, the the whole song, there's just sort of like having this freeform conversation about uh about cars and it's like sort of fun and lighthearted and um you know, on the surface it's kind of meaningless, but I kinda like that it's a song that's specific. It's a, it's a song about a the culture of uh, how people um, present themselves in Florida, mm-hmm. and it's this really and and it's sort of this um, passing the torch song because uh, it's like hus- it's hospitable, you know. T Pain's literally like, "Let me teach you about Florida culture." People drive Chevys here, um, and that's like what's cool. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that. There's it's like a high context song. Yeah, I mean, he starts with him on the phone. There's like a phone call between them. And I'm from Florida. Tallahassee? Right, so I got a couple things that like teach you that you probably need to know about since you came to Miami now and you you know what I'm saying, you pretty much a certified Florida boy. So is it cool if like I'll just teach you a couple things you need to know. It's it's not much. Uh, I I actually Uh, I hope they actually talk like that on the phone. I hope so. (laughs) so Fucking Fucking little Wayne. Like this he's got He's such a complicated figure because he's so creepy and gross so much of the time and awful and demeaning and stuff. But he's like really charismatic sometimes and sometimes has really great flow. It's like really hard what to think of that guy. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> there's 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 a moment at the end of the song where he's where uh, Lil Wayne says, see, uh, see, pain. I ain't going to lie. When I got to Florida, I haven't saw that many Chevys in my life. I meant to say scene, but um, mm-hmm. in the spirit of Chevy's, I'm going to switch to T-Wayne and take it back. And then he just starts singing American Pie. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? At the end of this song, that's the outro, and it's like a good like 40 seconds yeah, of just him singing fuck? this weird version of American Pie. 
<laughs> I was super weirded out by that. Like, what the hell's going yeah. on there? The song takes a real shitty and weird turn. <laughs> <laughs> yup. Uh, I kind of hate that song. Wait, Heavy Chevy? Oh, no, American Pie. American Pie, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh... To, to me, know. it sort of represents, like, f- f- like white faux philosophy and, like, hippie philosophy. And nostalgia. And nostalgia. Yeah, that's the worst part. Yeah, nostalgia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think he's just singing it because it mentions Chevys in one of the lines. Or drove my Chevy that's to the That's the only reason. That's the only reason? Because it's, um, the song is, is set in Louisiana, right? The Levee? Uh, yeah, I guess so. so. I mean, maybe he's got a connection there because Lil Wayne's from NOLA, as they say. Right. I just found out that NOLA is another word for New Orleans. You didn't know that? No. You dummy. Yeah. So many things you don't know. It's true. Hey, you. Yeah. But I kind of think that NOLA is, is kind of like the, the term Frisco. It's like the people from there hate yeah. it and you shouldn't use it. So, oh, interesting. Yeah. Um... Louisiana. The first time I the first time I heard it was uh, my friend uh, JL, who I believe I mentioned on the last on the last episode. Uh, he I went to his dad's uh, to his dad's house, and uh, he used like this like health food. Uh, he had this health food business, and he uh, but he made like sort of black branded health food, mm-hmm. and uh, he had this one package just that was just called Nola Nuggets. <laughs> And I don't know if it had like uh, crumpy, sweet nug nug. like uh, dehydrated beignets in there or something, but <laughs> he, called, he decided to call it Nola Nuggets. So, yeah. Uh, free advertising. Um, yeah. That's, <laughs> mm. It's very hard for me to take the word nugget seriously. It either makes me think of chicken McNuggets or just like weed. Weed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's a weird or song. Or Denver Nuggets. What? Denver Nuggets? Yeah. Oh, because of the, the weed in the Denver in the high city. The no, because the mile sports. high city. <laughs> That's a sports t- a sports ball team. <laughs> mile high city. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's sort of morphing into a weird like baby Muppet <laughs> voice, which may be appropriate for Lloyd. <laughs> like uh, like a, the baby Gonzo. <laughs> Camilla. <laughs> that's that's the the chicken that Gonzo likes to fuck. Remember Camilla? <laughs> that dude fucks chickens. Okay, he's weird. It's a weird. Is character. it true? Yeah. Is that canonical? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he shows up in the first Muppet movie, he's like driving around in a big truck full of chickens, and he's got one special one. Oh and dear, it's pretty oh, weird. No. Yeah. Um, what else do we have to talk about for this mixtape? I don't know how much else there is here i feel like we've covered like you know it's kind of shitty towards women a lot of the time um in fact like i think the whole impetus for this project was that t-pain couldn't possibly objectify and demean women enough on his own so he had to team up with lil wayne brings him in brings a little backup some reinforcements (laughs) he's like it's just not shitty enough i need help Mm. how do i make this shittier okay uh I have, a, I have a couple more like stray moments that I want to talk about. Okay. Um, but that, that's about it. Uh, in the song, in the song Breathe, um, T-Pain says, uh, okay, let's go. Listen, A, a party in the USA called me Teddy Montana. Ah. So it's just a little Hannah Montana. Yep. 
Miley Cyrus reference oh, there that I appreciate. Yeah, I love that song. It's such a good song. <laughs> it's a very good song. It's a very, very good song. Um, uh, also in that song, Breathe, there's this hilarious moment. It's like they're trying to get the last word. (laughs) It's like they're in competition with each other to say like who 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 can say the name last. You know, it's like playing a what's that like hand hand over hand game on the baseball bat thing. I kind of wanted it to turn into like a into like a a dubstep like like what are, what are they saying wheezy and pizzle what P- was it easy or tpz peasy wheezy and peasy yeah <laughs> i wanted them to go wheezy peasy wheezy peasy wheezy peasy wheezy peasy wheezy peasy wheezy peasy wheezy, <laughs> and then like the bass to drop that's what i wanted to happen uh, yeah. but that was pretty good too is this pre-dubstep when was dubstep invented when when was that like big or invented or whatever around i feel like 2015 just gonna throw that out there Ooh, i'm sure that's wrong it I originated think that's like when it entered the zeitgeist really it it originated in late 90s well um, yeah towards the end of the 2000s and into the early 2010s the gen- genre started to become more commercially sex successful in the uk successful successful okay let me see um in 2011 dubstep gained significant traction in the u.s market with uh skrillex yeah yep oh the term bro step has been used by some as a slight pejorative descriptor for a style of americanized <laughs> dubstep <laughs> yeah sounds, about, sounds right. about right yeah you know we, we got to find okay when was the um the key and peel sketch about dubstep because that would tell us like when it would be in the zeitgeist right you've seen that sketch right Nope. Nope. Oh, do you watch Key and Peele? Uh, yeah, I do. Okay. All right. So they're on YouTube. I don't know if they made it to YouTube. Uh, yeah, I've seen that one on YouTube. I don't think I've actually seen an episode of the show. I just watch a bunch of stuff on YouTube. Um, they have an episode titled Dubstep in their second season from 2012. Oh, a lot earlier than I thought. Yep. But it's still after this song that we're talking about. This uh, breathe song that you wanted to be dubstep. It's like predates the popularization yeah. in america so maybe they just weren't trying to be hack <laughs> yeah, that's why i didn't do it it's just yet. too obvious yeah uh so i there's another moment in uh listen to me that i forgot to mention um and i like the lyrics a lot so maybe oh. just uh play it uh the i'm cold as fuck yeah lyrics i'm sitting pain my money loan like a food i'm cold as fuck but i am also what and who's hot that's a so much better way to interact with the uh oompa loompa song instead of this weird thing like you're gonna get the t if you're wise you're listening to me he's like you think i'm right. whack but one day you're gonna see if you're wise you listen to me that, that's much better i like that that's really good um, yeah i i like i like this uh t-pain posturing and like him you know he's like saying i'm the greatest kind of stuff like the i think he earns it here um, mm-hmm. I'm cold as fuck, but I am also what and who's hot. Yeah, I like so that. I'm obligated to authorize what and who's not. Mm-hmm. That's like a great complex sentence structure mm-hmm. uh, that makes it feel clever. And then the way it rhymes, I, I just think that's really fun. Yeah, I like that a lot. That's a, it's a good moment, T-Pain. Yeah, 
It's a lot of like hot and cold imagery in this song. It's good stuff. All right, be- best song and worst song. Um, I really liked Snap Your Fangas. I think it's like a really sweet, generous song. Um, but I'm also starting to come around on on Listen to Me. Right on. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? I I sort of I sort of want to give Listen to I I want to give it to Listen to Me because. I want to encourage T-Pain in his like well-executed bragging rap songs because I like bragging rap songs and I like this one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, yes, this is the best of what he can offer here. Uh, whereas with Snappy Fingers, I think he's had better moments of just like love song mm, songs. Okay, so you're and situating it's not necessarily it his best work in the context of his career. I see. That's exactly what I'm okay, doing. Okay, I can see that. Um, I only do subjective, like I had. That's the only way I can interact with any of the <laughs> artists that we that we talk well, about. Yeah, obviously, but none of this is objective. Um, what do you think the worst song is? Um. Well. 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 Uh, I mean, it might be, it might be waste of a wasp. Yeah, I'm thinking that's it. It's either that one or Damn, Damn, Damn. And Damn, Damn, Damn is stupider and less fun, but Waste of a Wasp is just like so overwhelmingly uh, awful and demeaning and objectifying. Yeah. And like comparing women to animals, like uh, an insect and a horse, like, mm, no. Yeah. Yeah, it just just for that, I would say it's the worst just because that's so horrifying and, yeah. and, just, and just ineffective. That does, <laughs> yeah. You're making me, you're making me picture just something that's just so to me profoundly unsexy. Not to yuck anyone's yums, but <laughs> I'm sure it's on DeviantArt but I hate, somewhere. But I hate that, and I will not abide that. <laughs> I mean, if people, if this is like what gets them turned on, and they like want to do some deviant art drawings, more power to them. But just don't, Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> hey, I'm just taking this. I I don't want to yuck any yums, like. Yeah, furries right. what like you're whatever. right like, people people like what they like the heart wants what it wants the genitals want what they genital um but like to use it as a way to objectify a woman is not cool so yeah anyway all right um any other final wrap it up things on this uh mixtape no i basically already did the genius segment of, yeah there was you know wasn't a lot yep and just because it's a mixtape, there is nothing on Amazon or iTunes or any of that shit. Nothing on song meanings. So there's like not a lot of stuff about this album. And I didn't really yeah. feel like reading actual reviews, though it is worth noting probably that this did not get good reviews. Uh, no, no. Pop Matters gives it, holy shit, how many stars is that? It's like six out of 10. That's weird. Uh, Pitchfork gives it 6.1 out of 10. And those are the, and a source called Noisy gives it two stars. And those are the only three reviews listed on Wikipedia. Yeah. (sighs) Pitchfork's so stupid. I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Okay. Well, is that it? Should we close up shop? I think that's it, man. Yeah. A little cute episode today. Yeah. Um, Next week is our last week with T-Pain with Oblivion from 2017. And until then... Uh, you can visit us online at boxset.website. Email us at email at boxset.website. Uh, tweet us at Tobias Podcast. If you could write us a review on iTunes, that'd be very nice. Recommend Please it to someone else. Us. Let's grow the listenership. Yeah. It's been shrinking long enough. 
Yeah, I know that I get um, I get weird and uh, insular like in myself, like about what podcasts I listen to, because the people that I hang out with, I just sort of assume that they're not into the same things as me. But then I'm always surprised at like the people who like the same podcasts that I do um, and that like maybe there's more people who would like the podcast that I like. Um, and I just am too kind of timid to like show them some, you know, cause podcasts are so like, Oh, it's inside jokes and it's hard to get into, you know, but no people, people like them and they probably, your friends probably would like this show. So tell them about it, please. Yeah. Your friends would love us. We're just so yeah. lovable. Yeah. And speaking of which I've been Nathan hunt and <laughs> I want to fuck Camilla. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, I'm in camera to it and th- thanks Nathan, be- uh, because I can't, uh, finish unless I'm creeped out by some rappers <laughs> Oh God! and now I'm done. Oh Jesus. <laughs>
Yeah. So I, I think that's as close as we get. Maybe we yeah, don't have I don't a lot think of Indonesian it, people in Boston. I don't think uh, as a immigrant group, I don't think they're as ubiquitous as Thai or Vietnamese. Um, How dare you call them that? Ubiquitous. <laughs> Cameron called Hot Indonesians here. ubiquitous. Ugh. Non, non-ubiquitous in the States. <laughs> oh, non-ubiquitous. Okay, that's okay. Um, yeah. um, I like to pretend to get unbiqu- offended. Unbiquitous. Mm, obsequious. Disbiquitous. Disbiquitous. That's pretty fun to say. Lobster bisque. Word association. I'm, I'm trying to say they're special. Uh, they're special, ooh. and uh, I will miss them ooh. Ooh. when I move. Problematic. Should we start the show? It's been like 12 minutes. I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna have to cut most of this out or put it at the post roll. Yeah, uh, let's let's please start. <laughs>